Thank you, Debbie. Les, thank you. And Ryan, thank you. Appreciate it. Probably got too much heat on this one. Amy. You with me? Aren't we blessed that we have a God that reigns? He reigns supreme in our lives. Uh, Every single day, whether we realize it or not, no matter what your situation or circumstances may be, our God reigns no matter what. Okay, at least seven of you are with me today. Let's try that again. I'm going to put a lot of emphasis on it now. You're going to be with me. Our God reigns no matter what. Thank you, church. That's what I'm talking about. Whether we realize it or not, Always, right around the corner, there's new blessings. What should I expect? This is the conclusion of the series that, that we've been uh, doing. I had to skip a few, just to be honest with you. I had to skip a few of this series, but it all boiled down to this. What should I expect in my life as a Christian? I should expect new blessings. What should you expect as a church? New blessings. What should I expect as a minister? New blessings. Every single day of our lives, we have new blessings, thanks to a God who reigns and loves us so very much. So, with the conclusion of this series of what should I believe, what should I do, what should I expect, maybe we can come to some personal conclusions. We can uh, realize, rethink, and resolve, like we've talked about for years here at Hartford Christian Church. Or we could simplify that and simply say, uh, we... We're going to review and reflect on what I should believe, what I should do, and what I should expect. From my faith, from my journey with Christ, let's start with believe today. Remember, what should I believe? John 3.16 is always a real good example of this, I believe. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life That verse is awesome. It's the most well-known verse around the entire world because it says it so very well. God loves the world. Plain and simple. What does that mean? He just loves this earth? No. He loves, it means he loves you. It means he loves me. Now think about this. That means God loves your worst enemy. That one's hard to grasp sometimes, isn't it? Which also means that we should love our worst enemy. Even harder to grasp. God loves the world means God loves all of us. God loves those of us who believe in him, that follow him, that do our best to follow Jesus. God loves folks that don't even believe in him. God loves folks that aren't even trying to follow him. God loves us. That's what we should believe when we really start to wrap our minds around how, how that should apply to our lives, we should be able to believe even more. What else should we believe? Matthew sixteen thirteen through 16 says, When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, Who do people say the Son of Man is? They replied, Some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and still others. Jeremiah or one of the prophets. But what about you? He asked. 
Who do you say I am? Remember this part. I know you do. Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah. Or you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus is our savior, our Messiah, our Christ. He's the one that gives us redemption. He's the one that allows God to reign supreme in our lives. He is our risen Lord. Jesus is the Christ. And that rock upon that, that, that message that Peter had that day, you are the, the living God. That's what we, our testimony, right? Our statement of faith. I believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God, and I take him as my Savior. Folks, i got two weeks left. Please listen to me now. If you have not said these words before, it is time to get it done. Listen to the passion and the plea in my voice. Please, please, please. You've got to know that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. You've got to know this. You've got to act upon it. Do it today. Or, or next week. And if you, if you can't decide before then, do it the week after. But my goodness, do it soon. Time is short. Time is short. I believe that Jesus is the Christ. Do you? Therefore, because I believe that, I must do my absolute best to follow him every day of my life. Every day. And sometimes that's easier than others, is it not? For me, it is. Sometimes I get angry. Sometimes I get upset. Sometimes I think, why? But then when you really think about the fact that Jesus is the Christ, that God loves us, then I say, oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for the blessings I have in my life. But I must do my absolute best to follow him daily, no matter what the situation may be. Sometimes I mess up. Anybody else? Don't raise your hand. Yes, you do. Sometimes I mess up. So what am I going to do? I believe I have some responsibilities if I mess up. Second Peter chapter 3, verse 9. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to what? Repentance. Repentance. So what does it mean to repent? It means we have that feeling of guilt, of regret. We want to make it right. We're sorry, genuinely sorry. And we're not happy about the sin that we have in our lives. We want to turn away from it and turn back to God. And we're not trying to justify it or, or blame it on somebody else. But we take responsibility and say, Lord, I'm sorry. And please take me back. Got good news for you. He will. He will. But we have to have that repentance in our lives. God doesn't want any of us to perish. He doesn't want not one of us to be lost. But sometimes, in our own pride, it takes us longer to repent than it really should. It's really easy to think about, okay, I, I messed up, and I'm going to repent from that, and I'm not going to do it again. Now, we used, for, for years, we used the example of Ryan Childers stealing candy bars. Now, I'm not certain he's never stolen a candy bar. He may have. I don't know. Uh, I'm guessing not. But for years, we used that as an illustration here. And, and Ryan, I hate to tell you, but I'm going to continue to use it in Covington. So <laughs> you might get a call now, now and then. Like, are you guys steals candy bars? You just say this. Yes, I am. <laughs> might as well. He told me today he wouldn't get harassed anymore. Please do not let that happen when I leave. Please harass this man every chance you get. I love you, buddy. I love you. But what, you can't just say, I quit stealing that candy bar. That's pretty black and white, isn't it? What about in your life? Sometimes we have sin that we don't want to accept that it's sin. Sometimes we have things, maybe it's just our, our, our thoughts. 
that can get carried away from us real, real quick. And it's so, so easy for us in our pride to say, I'm not wrong in that because it feels good to me, because it makes me happy, because it feels right, because I would have to accept that sometimes I mess up. Whether it's a lie that you've convinced yourself of or something that deep down inside you know is wrong, every one of us should repent daily of that. Don't justify, don't blame, don't be happy, but genuinely be sorry. Turn away from it and turn back to Christ. And when you do that, as long as it may take, praise God for his patience. I hope that you all are happy that our God has patience. Because I know I need his patience. And I have a sneaking suspicion that all of you do too. The Lord doesn't want any of us to be lost. Why? Because he loves us. Because he sent his son. So with this information, what should I do? 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is here. That's responsibility that we have in our lives, for sure. Responsibility to change. That resurrected life that we talked about on Easter Sunday. Living for Jesus. A new path. A new direction. Repenting from the old way and heading straight towards that new. Following that path of righteousness. And if we start to sway off, getting back on it. That direction towards Jesus. Be a new person. Change. That's what we should do. And listen, it just starts on the day when you give your life to Christ and you're baptized and you just say those words that you believe that he is the Christ, the son of the living God, and you take him as your savior. That's when it really begins. From that point forward, you've got a lot of changing to do. How are you going to do that? How are you going to do that? Colossians 3.10. Put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge, in the image of its creator. Now, this is something that I believe that we should do daily. Daily. Renew your knowledge. How are you going to renew your knowledge daily? You can't pack all the things you've ever learned in your entire life into one day. No, but you should review it. For absolute certain, you should review it. Read your Bibles. Here's my challenge to you this week. Colossians chapter 3. No, you know what? That's easy. How about Colossians chapter 1 verse... Uh, chapter 1... Through chapter 3. Read that this week. Why, why wouldn't you do that? Study your Bibles. I, I've really been digging into Colossians a lot lately. It's helped me. It's encouraged me. It's helped me to stay strong. Read Colossians chapter 1 verse chapter 3. This week. Study your Bibles. Now, I don't know if you knew this, but at least 25 to 30 of you did. But we just went through a year and a half study on Romans on Wednesday nights. And I think it was pretty good. Now, if you weren't there, here's what I got to say to you, because what are you going to do? Fire me? You know what I mean? Shame on you. (laughs) Shame on you. If you weren't here on Wednesday nights to study the book of Romans with us, why? Because you're so smart, you didn't need it. I'm disappointed in the turnout we had on Romans. Not going to lie. A little disappointed. I think that more of you should have been there and more of you should be excited about learning God's word and renewing your knowledge daily. 
Now listen, sometimes I get it. I'm not been real strict on that kind of thing. Uh, maybe you couldn't be here for whatever reason in the world. That's fine. Pick up your Bible and study it every single day of your life. The last thing you want to do is forget what it says. The last thing you want to do is lose track of what Jesus' path is for you. And it's all laid out right here. I promise it is. What else can you do to renew that knowledge? Be a part of the church. Be a part of this church family. Worship. Worship daily. And pray, not just daily, continuously. Continuously. That's what we should do. And that's what I encourage you to do, each and every one of you going forward. Colossians chapter 3, verse 1 says, Since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Don't ever forget one of my favorite verses, Isaiah chapter 41, verse 10. Do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will help you. I will strengthen you. I will hold you with my righteous right hand. Who is the right hand of God? Jesus. Jesus. So where do your minds go? Sometimes they can go in a lot of different directions. I've not been shy on telling you all that I have an attention deficit disorder problem in my life. I can be working on 15 things at once and never get anything done. That's why Maria has been crucial to my ministry here. And I hope that you all recognize that and appreciate her for what she has done for me in the past five years. Uh, She's sick today, so she didn't get to hear that. Nobody tell her. We don't want her head to get too big. Because my mind is always doing this kind of thing. Where am I at? Who's next? Who got a call? What sermon? A Bible study? A Sunday night? A Sunday school? Whatever it may be. And it's easy to get distracted from that with the world. Is it not? Whether it's sports or life or relationships or kids or school or your car or whatever it may be that you're thinking about. Maybe it's things that make you sad and upset. That's easy to get on track with, isn't it? For every one of us. Get your mind on things of God. That's where it needs to be. In moments of depression, in moments of sadness, in moments of great joy and happiness, get your mind on things of God. It can be harder than it should be sometimes, but only if we let it. So with these things in mind, then what should I expect? Romans chapter 12, verses 6 through 8. I know we've read this one before. I'm going to read it again. In His grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. If your gift is serving others, serve them well. If you are a teacher, teach well. If your gift to is encourage others, be encouraging. If it is giving, give generously. If God has given you leadership ability, take responsibility seriously. And you, if you have a gift for showing kindness to others, do it gladly. What does it say? Your talent is God's gift to you. What you do with it is your gift back to God. I love that picture. I had to share it with you. Now, what is your talent? What is your gift? First of all, I want to thank our leadership here for standing behind me. I can't tell you how much that meant to me. And I'm going to leave it right there for today because I'm not going to cry again. But what about you as individuals? What is your gift? Are you using it? Are you taking it seriously? I hope so. Because I'm talking about eternity is on the line. 
Eternal salvation is on the line. Folks, I wouldn't do this if I didn't believe it with all my heart. Forever is on the line. I'm not going to lie. I was doing good at the airport. I have a little bit of charisma, right? So I could get in there with the bosses and be like, hey, how about a promotion? And you know what? They did. They promoted me. They really did. Way to go, Mikey, right? But you know what? There was something way more important than working at the airport. And that's when I felt like I got that calling to serve God every day of my life. But, you know, the more I got into that, the more I realized I should have been doing that anyways. And so should you. And so should we as a church family. So what is your gift? Are you using it? If not, get started. And what about these different gifts that we have? Use them. Expect them. What should you expect? That you've got a gift. Use it. But not only as individuals... Also, as a church family, folks, this church is gifted. I hope that you realize that my church family of Hartford Christian Church. Oh, man, you're gifted. Encouragers. My church family of Latonia Christian Church. Also gifted with encouragement. Use that. Use that not just to help somebody who might be down, not just to to help a new for each other. For each other. Look across this aisle every single week. If you're not going over here to shake hands, do it next week. If you're not going over here to shake hands, do it next week. Get to know each other and encourage each other. That's what church family is all about. And let me testify to you how important that is. Because I will. So the good news with this expectation comes back down to the title today. There's new blessings. There's new blessings that await you, Hartford Christian Church, what will they be? I'm not 100% sure, but they're coming. I'm 100% sure they are coming. They're coming for me. And they're coming for this great church. New blessings do await you. God is still blessing us. So then what do we do? What do we expect? Colossians chapter 2, verse 6 through 7. And now, just as you accepted Christ Jesus as your Lord, you must continue to follow Him. Let your roots grow down into Him. Let your lives be built on Him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught. And you will overflow with thankfulness. Here's the new blessings that I know for certain do await you. Following Jesus. Growing together in faith and in truth. And letting your lives overflow with love, with joy, and like the scripture said, with thankfulness. I say thank you, Lord. Thank you for the new blessings that await us. I say, Lord, help help us, strengthen us. To serve you no matter what, knowing that you reign. And thank you for giving us that knowledge that Jesus is the Christ. Would you please bow with me? Most gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you so very much for blessing us daily. Lord, the blessings that we know that we have in our lives, we love to count them. And we should every day. But thank you for giving us that hope, that knowledge, that assurance that there's new blessings that await us. Even when we don't see them. 
Lord, thank you for this church. May they continue to serve you faithfully and willingly for years and years and years to come until you finally come back for us. Help us to continue on those straight paths, Lord, to follow your son Jesus every day of our lives. Forgive us when we fall short, Lord, but thank you so much for the assurance that you have forgiven us and that you're being patient with us. Lord, just now I ask that if there's someone here today who is moved, who is encouraged, who's ready to walk down this aisle and say those magical words of they take your son and believe it in their heart, I ask that you give them the strength, the courage to, to not hesitate another day longer and instead, instead, Lord, to come to you today. I ask all these things in the most awesome name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Would you all please stand?